Welcome to the Proud Financier podcast. My name is Navodeja Singha. I'm the Global Finance Manager of ISAC International and I am one of your hosts for this podcast. And my name is Chesley Rivera. I'm the Global Finance Board Chair and I'm also one of your hosts for this podcast. This podcast, Proud Financier, is inspired by ISAC 2025, where we strive to build a long-lasting ISAC. Today, we talk a lot about sustainability and making ISAC more sustainable. In order for us to achieve this, we need to make sustainable decisions. And that's why in this podcast, not only for financiers, but also for non-financiers to learn about finance, to understand finance and leverage finance in order to make decisions in their everyday roles. So in this space, we will discuss new trends, decision making, soft skills, risk management and how to build a great finance mindset. So stay tuned, get ready to be inspired and become a proud financier. Welcome to the very first episode of Proud Financier podcast. Today, we have a very special guest who is joining with us to share their knowledge and experience. She is the Vice President for Finance of ISAC International. She's also responsible for the financial management of the global headquarters of ISAC. Before this experience, she was the Member Committee President of ISAC in Austria. Without further ado, I would like to warmly welcome Caroline Benninger, the AIVP Finance of ISAC International to this very first episode of Proud Financier podcast. Welcome. Welcome, Carol, to the finance podcast of ISEC Proud Financer. We are very, very happy to have you here today. Um, but first, I want to know, how are you feeling now? How is your day? Thanks. Um, I'm doing well. Um, it's afternoon here, so I had a busy day of meetings and my routine. Um, and I'm super happy to be here and to start a conversation about finance as well. Thanks for inviting me. Again, welcome, Caro. So I think we can directly move ahead with the questions uh, that we have prepared for you today as well. So I think one of the first questions that we want to ask especially is, how does the day for you look like as the CFO of Isaac International, as well as being a financier? Like, how does it look like? How does your day look like? And what are the kind of responsibilities that you have also, maybe you can tell about a little bit about the challenges you face on a day-to-day -day basis as well. So yeah, maybe we can start off with that and uh, and move ahead as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I think it's a good question. I think something that I learned specifically in the last three months is how important it is to have a good routine um, in order to have your tasks there because there's always going to be unexpected things that are going to happen and they're going to come your way, but you will only be able to tackle them well if your basic routine, routine is good and you have that there. So one thing that I actually started to do um, as VP Finance is actually helping me a lot is that I next to my normal routine, of course, stay updated um, on global news and trends to see also how that can influence Isaac as an organization. And that just helps me to give a little bit of context in order to stay ahead of the curve or to see what could be potential risks that are actually coming up as well. So that's what I like to do during my morning coffee or in the bus on my way to work, um, depending on um, where I'm working from. 
And um, as a CFO, um, I pretty much take care of basic things like payments or legalities. Um, but also on the other hand side, apart from that routine, um, I make sure to facilitate decision-making processes within the management team in AI. Um, and in your case, that, for example, would be um, the EB as such. And I believe that actually my biggest challenge in this currently is it, and maybe a lot of financiers are facing the same thing specifically in the CEO, CFO role, is to make sure to balance on one side to have your routine there but to make sure not to get stuck in that routine and to actually allow enough time to do analysis in order to stay ahead of the, of the curve and um, take decisions in a timely manner and also to involve your whole team in it and I think that's the main important things that also um, can be challenging sometimes right yes um, let me just ask you a little bit of a follow-up question for that uh, when you are mentioning challenges how do you think COVID actually affected your role and like, what are the kind of challenges, especially due to COVID that you're facing on a day-to-day -day basis as well? Mm -hmm. um, I think that one thing that COVID really showed us is what are the risks that we're currently having in our organization and what is the risk management that we are doing? And where are the things also that we still have a lot of room for improvement um, itself, um, where we're going there. But I believe that actually COVID also showed us um, the issues we had in financial management within Isaac way more thoroughly that um, we had before. So I think that our issues necessarily didn't increase, but it pretty much just clearly showed us where more improvement is needed. Um, maybe in quick decision making, in risk assessment, risk mitigation um, as a whole organization. So I think that right now, um, my job as a CFO, and most likely a lot of MCVP finances can relate in that matter, things move way quicker and quicker action is required. And just we simply need to monitor our expenses closer than we did before. That's very, very good to hear, Carol. Thank you. And uh, a second or a third question that I have for you, that it's a common question. Is finance only for finance people? What do you think about it? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very common question. And I think that's something that maybe goes through ahead a lot of times. And for sure, finance doesn't stop um, with finance as a role or with finance as a department, but it's actually um, for a whole organization, right? And in order for any organization, MCLC AI, to run successfully, it's something that the decision making needs to be involved within the whole um, within the whole LC, within the whole MC, within the whole organization. But unfortunately, a lot of times in Isaac, we make that mistake of isolating it, right? Um, we say things like, ah, I don't know anything about finances, but it's okay. We have our VP finance to take care of it. I'm, H I'm MTM or I'm marketing. I don't need to know. And actually, I made that same mistake when I was LCVP back then in IGV. And my LCP always asked me to have synergies with my finance. And I never really understood why I need to do that or what is the purpose of that routine. Or I didn't have much interest also in looking at that data. And I think that's something that then afterwards came back to haunt me after we finished our first wave um, with making a loss in accommodation, for example, or also having other risks that were not necessarily there. So I started to learn. Also, how important specifically that role is um, and how important it is that everyone in your EB understands the basic parts um, of finances. So, for example, when I was an LCP, I made sure that I could educate myself on the basics like finance standards or at least some of it um, to make sure that I can understand better how 
what is the minimum to run operations legally, for example, or also how can we make sure that our LC is being profitable. And in my MCP experience, actually, I was able to use that. And I made the synergy that I had with my MCBP finance, the most important one. And I made sure to actually keep a close eye on our financial situation and also see which topics do we need to bring to the entire team, right? Where do we need to go beyond finance and MCP? Uh, in our case now, um, AIVP finance and PI. And where do we need to involve the whole management team in? And I think actually in my MCP experience, that helped me a lot um, when COVID hit um, because um, my role was being an MCP when all of this arose in order for us to actually adapt quickly and make fast decisions as a team that also were properly based because our whole team had a background on our financial situation and they understood um, the parameters that we can operate in um, as an entity back then. Um, yeah, so I think that also just coming back to you, for example, what does marketing or what does TM have to do uh, with finance and why would it be important that actually, or why is it dangerous um, if, if you're isolating this function is that, for example, if you're TM, the conversations that you should have be having together with finance is where can we allocate our membership, where we should we allocate our resources in order to run profitable products, right? Or for example, in marketing, how do we know the things that we're investing in actually have a return on investment? Um, and what should we what should we be investing in more in the future? Or for example, if that's BD or operations, that can be things like um, making sure that the initiatives that you're running are actually legal. Um, and also that you're tracking the receivables um, in order to actually make sure that you are collecting um, the money that you had invoiced, right? Um, and I think that with each function having that basic knowledge and understanding the synergy with finance, at the same time, there's also the role of an executive board or of an MC to be able to understand um, what are the things that you need to keep on track as a team in order to make sure to achieve your budget goals and in order to also take decisions on you investing in the right areas in order to make sure that in the end you can be profitable. Um, yeah, that's mainly it um, from, from that part on how you can do that, I believe. Nice. That was really, really interesting, Carol. I also was LCVP for IGV. And it was LCVP, and I can I can ensure that um, the synergy with finance it's really really important. Like imagine my EV was full of financiers, like actual finance background. Um, so we work really good with uh, with our LCVP finance. We always have fights with finance with finance people, but it's really common. It's part of the of the experience. So so really glad to hear all your experience uh, with finance too. That, that was very, very interesting as well. And uh, I have um, a, a follow-up question, actually, uh, for what you have been saying as well. Um, now, when we talk about uh, the role of finance for like non-finance people and what kind of things you mentioned a lot about uh, the synergies and how they use finances as well, I think we can, uh, if, if we focus a little bit about decision-makings, um, if you can highlight like, what are the kind of things, especially non-finance roles, like marketing, it could be marketing, HR, you know, maybe platforms or anything, the kind of role in terms of decision-making and how finance can be uh, leveraged or like financial information can be a leverage for them to make decisions and how does this overall connects to the overall 
sustainability or overall decision making as an organization like if you can give us more insights regarding that how this being relevant to mainly for like decision making as well um and yeah uh, for for that purpose as well yeah mm-hmm. okay perfect um that makes a lot of sense so for example what i used to say a lot of times um in my mc team is that we should take decisions based on data and not like ah let's lick our fingers stick it in the wind and see where we think the wind comes from but actually being aware that we're taking a decision with the context in mind right and in order for you to understand the context on one hand side yes that is soft factors like for example understanding what is the membership you have and understanding your resources from that side but in order to actually take a decision to see whether your business is going to run successful in our case Isaac our organization is running successful it is is it is important for you to understand on one hand side the financial implications that that would have but also the risk that you're exposing um that you're exposing your organization to and i think that one thing that for me um is very important in decision making is that you're always taking into consideration the risks exactly that are coming with that so either you can take a decision to mitigate a risk or you can take a you can take a decision despite of a risk right but it's important for you to be aware of those and also always your financial situation is some kind of risk either you're taking the decision to benefit your financial situation or you're taking it uh, in in that case for example to mitigate a loss um or in order to spark um, some part of profit but i think that in your team you should build a certain environment of financial literacy in order for all of you to feel comfortable to talk about it because in the end it shouldn't be the mcvp finance giving the recommendation and then the rest of the team just listens to to the vp finance because uh, probably this person is the only person understanding but it's each person's responsibility to understand enough about the context in order to feel comfortable to discuss and afterwards take the decision so one thing that i think is very important is for the mcvp finance to encourage any other um roles or any other people in the team to actually gain basic financial literacy by for example taking some parts of the finance center's academy to understand how budgeting works to understand how accounting to the very basics works and also how for example you can analyze data in order to um understand where for example your risks lie um or also where your strengths lie and what are the programs for example that um work that work well um as a situation and then i think the other part that as a fi- as a financier you have the responsibility to do is to make sure that you're able to present the financial data in a simple and in a transparent way right because also it's not your role to make it as complicated as possible but it's important to also be able to present the right data that then afterwards will allow you to take that decision and i think that that's also something that mcp and mcvp finance can drive together in order to actually bring this culture of involving data within um your conversations and within your decision making and i think that for that also you can have um you can also make sure that you're having certain reoccurring topics in order on one hand side being able to take decisions quickly but also on the other hand side being able to do your due diligence in order to take into consideration risks and information that you need in order to take that decision maybe i can give you um an example 
um, in, in that situation. So let's say that currently you're running an eWeb program and a BD initiative. And then what you would need to be able to actually understand is what is the amount of money that you had invested into that initiative? Um, and also what is the amount of revenue that you're gaining from that initiative? And based on the resources that then you had invested, you should make the decision of where, for example, you're more likely to gain more, where you're more, more likely to gain more revenues in the future. And I think that these are things that you should monitor on a regular basis in order to also make sure that you're not just running the initiative that actually you like more, but that on one hand side is bringing more impact, but also is allowing your organization to run sustainably in the end. Thank you. Thank you very much for that insight. Jocelyn? Yeah, I have a follow-up question, Carol, for that, based on all the things that you shared till now. It's what do you think about the financial and non-financial content? Like, how do you balance both sides in your role? Because as a CFO, you don't only see numbers, but you you also check non-financial data, non-financial information, and you work with different departments, um, as you already said. Um, but how do you balance it? And what do you think is the importance of managing both sides both parts uh, of the same thing. Mm -hmm. I think actually you're giving a very good point in that because in the end, financial data only can tell you so much, right? Afterwards, what you need is the synergy with other areas to actually give you context behind these numbers in order to actually understand where maybe, for example, um, that revenue is coming from or where is the the issue of making these losses. So I think that here the conversation comes into place and that's also where the strengths of other areas, like for example, marketing um, or operations can come into place. So whenever you're doing an analysis, make sure on one side to have the data prepared, but also make sure that you're like investing time in giving the context um, and also being able to interpret that. Um, so I think that's something that is very important as well. These are very, very interesting insights as well. So uh, I think we can move uh, on to a uh, couple of uh, final re, uh, final remarks as well as advices. But before that, I just want to recap uh, what you have been talking as well, just for our audience to also have a summary of the things. And then we can uh, go for a closing remark from Caro as well regarding the things that we have discussed. And of course, uh, have some advice for the, all the listeners uh, that we are having today as well. But... Um, in summary, I think we talked a lot about uh, the role of, of finance in non-finance areas as well. So we discussed about the importance of uh, the, the the importance of having uh, the data of finance, having the perspective of finance in the role of uh, other products, uh, marketing, and things like that, which is uh, non-finance related as well. And also, I think one of the really interesting things that you have been talking about is uh, about risk management. Uh, this is something very very important as well. So that is. Uh, something very interesting and also how you connected this to looking at financial data but also when you make bigger decisions how you looked at other things apart from financial data because i think you you set it up nicely how we look at a story the context like grounding ourselves in terms of context of looking data and also when you are going for making a decision how we manage the risk or how we looking to a perspective of reducing risks in making decisions as well i think these are very nice uh, nice connection as well as especially looking at other things how you connected in terms of products and marketing everything as well so with this uh, insight that you gave us today what advice would you want to give for all the listeners who are maybe in finance, maybe non-finance, 
like this is kind of I, I i think most of us have heard in isaac like i'm not coming from a finance background i don't understand this and all of that but like what kind of advice would you give for not just for mcs but for lcs or members who are also listening in uh, for them to use finance as a tool for them to make better decisions and 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 build a sustainable isaac as well Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you for summing that up. Um, I think I have um, two main things about that. I think on one hand side, um, yeah, finance can seem very scary and it can seem like there's um, a lot of big topics, but in the end, I think that um, each of us have our own strengths. And I think that specifically, the more you learn about a topic, the more you become interested in it, right? And I think that there's a lot of great resources available um, that also will actually help you later on. Um, in order to also contextualize for yourself. So one thing that I really advise you is to look at all the resources that are actually available in order to learn, but also then to start to converse, start conversations with your VP Finance, for example, about it and be eager to learn more. And I think on the other hand side, the second thing that um, is that part um, about decision-making is that at some point, a lot of times it, decisions can paralyze us, right? And we can be scared of taking a certain decision because we feel like we don't have a lot of information or we don't have enough information to make that decision. And in the end, most likely we will never be able to get all the information, right? Make sure that you have your due diligence, you do your due diligence in taking all the finance, financial information that you have, gather all the context that you have, but then also at some point you have enough context and at some point you just need to take a decision, weighing out the risks and taking that decision that you believe is the best for the your organization in that moment. And I think that's also something that um, I think is my final advice. There's also always um, one level of uncertainty, but also don't be um, too afraid of that. And just make sure that you're balancing out with analyzing, but don't overanalyze. At some point, take a decision and make sure that also you're following the steps to implement that. Thank you very much uh, for this advice, Carl. So before, before we wrap up, I just want to like really appreciate uh, of the core conversation that we had today as well, giving us the insights for this. And I think a couple of things you mentioned very interestingly is something, uh, as Isaac also, we are looking forward to as well, uh, maybe in the new finance standards, which are coming up in the future as well. So I think that's very interesting to see as well. So once again, Taro, thank you very much for, for joining with us uh, for the Proud Financier Isaac Finance Podcast. And uh, Jocelyn, if you would like to also wrap up and say your final remarks. Thank you very much, Carol, one more time. And yeah, this was our first episode, uh, Everyday Finance, so stay tuned. Next episode will be all about data analysis and how you can take advantage of the new trends. And uh, so today we learn a lot about uh, how to manage finance in everyday life. But in next episode, we will uh, start talking more about the data. And this is for everyone, not only for finance people. So thank you for listening and see you on the next Proud Financer podcast episode. <laughs>